0: Hey, everyone, do you want to start an online business? Well, I've been doing online business for over six years, and now I want to share what I learned with you. I'm going to give you all the secrets that I've learned to start a successful online business and how you can do the same. So sign up by clicking the first link down below in the description. You're going to get a free consultation. You're going to schedule a 30 minute appointment with myself to see if you are a good candidate to do one on one coaching and really get your online business going. So click that first link down below again in the podcast description, schedule your free consultation with me, Scott Leventon. We're going to help you get your online business started and really scale it up to where you can make a full-time income. And if you want, you can work to quit your job as well. So again, first link down below in that description. Let's get into the podcast. I want to talk about influencer marketing. Now, if you don't know what influencer marketing is, Well, where have you kind of been? Because influencer marketing is kind of just all the rage right now, especially on platforms like Instagram. So if you're on Instagram and you see you follow like public figures, whether it's celebrities or sports athletes, um, these people, they have basically sponsorships um, by these brands and the brands pay them to promote their products. That's essentially what influencer marketing is. Um, Brands, they tap into people's influence, especially on Instagram is where you see it most. Um, They tap into people's influence and their audience, and they kind of just pay them to promote their products in one way or another. Now, the reason I want to talk about influencer marketing is because it's actually kind of controversial whether some influencer marketing actually even works. Um, So we're going to dive into influencer marketing, the benefits, the drawbacks, and everything you need to know. Before we get into influencer marketing, check out the first link down below to my link tree. Once you click the link tree, it's gonna take you to a page where I'm gonna have all my free trainings that I have to offer. So these are free trainings <clears throat> that teach you how to do um, you know, engagement on Instagram to grow a following on Instagram. Also how to use artificial intelligence like ChatGPT uh, for your business and how to make money. So click the link tree. It'll also have a search engine optimization free training. And again, these are free trainings that I stand behind. These are. Relatively short trainings Instagram training is only about 15 minutes and it shows you everything you need to know to really grow a following on Instagram That training is the most popular one that I get the most people signing up for So if you haven't yet, please click the link tree It's the first link down below It will take you to a page where it will give you the option to select the Instagram training Again, there's also a ChatGPT GPT artificial intelligence training and an SEO training as well So, again, click that link, the link tree, sign up for those trainings, and let's get back into the episode. So, influencer marketing, well, why would someone want to do influencer marketing if you're a brand? Well, basically, it just helps to improve your brand recognition and can increase your revenue and sales. Um, However, you know, influencer marketing, there is no guarantee that it works, especially with, like, you know, you see these people on Instagram who supposedly have, like, a big following Um, But to be honest, their following doesn't really convert into paying customers. So just something to keep in mind with influencer marketing. But let's go over like a history of influencer marketing because influencer marketing isn't really anything new. However, influencer marketing on Instagram and on social media is relatively new. But influencer marketing itself um, is really nothing new because you can think back. Well, really, just as far as like brands were. of just advertising like what comes to mind is like nike and michael jordan so when michael jordan was was in his prime and even before his prime i think he was endorsed by nike so that's essentially influencer marketing michael jordan you know he has a platform um, and he endorsed nike products that's one form of influencer marketing Um, other forms of influencer marketing in terms of like today's world and where you kind of see it most Again, it's more on Instagram than anywhere else. And on Instagram, you see it a lot with like these clothing brands online. One that comes to mind is like Gymshark. If you don't know Gymshark, they're a pretty well-known brand in the health and fitness industry. And they're a clothing brand. You know, they sell, you know, shorts, T-shirts, long sleeve shirts, hats, underwear, you know, everything basically that you might see people wearing at the gym. That's what Gymshark sells. And they're a authority. They're a pretty big... Um, brand in the space. So one type of influencer, you know, you might see someone who's a bodybuilder or maybe they just have a following. They're a fitness type person, but they're not really a bodybuilder, um, but they have a following. You may see brands like Gymshark pair up with these people um, just to tap into their followings and yeah, to really um, try to capitalize on their audience. So influencer marketing really does go back a long time. But we're going to focus on influencer marketing kind of in the, the 21st century and with social media. So what's the importance of doing influencer marketing correctly? Well, if you don't do influencer marketing correctly or you don't target the right people to help you know, endorse your brand, basically, um, then you're not going to really see the success with influencer marketing and you might get a kind of a bad ROI on your marketing dollars. Um, because influencer marketing, uh, it's not cheap today, especially. Um, so if you want to, like, use influencers or, like, celebrities to promote your products, again, it's not cheap and you should expect to spend a lot of money, uh, depending on the, the influencer's audience and, you know, the rates that they charge, of course. And then another thing you want to keep in mind is that some influencers honestly aren't really influencers. There's this one story that came out, and I'm not going to name the the name of the the influencer, but it was, like, one of these Instagram models and some brand, like, wanted to promote Um, the sale of their t-shirts, I think it was just a clothing brand and they got this influencer, uh, quote unquote influencer to promote the, their t-shirts, um, the sale of their t-shirts. I think it might've been a giveaway or something like that. And I think like she only sold like 20 t-shirts at like $20 a piece, which isn't really much in the clothing brand world. Um, she only, she ran like this whole like influencer campaign and only sold 20 t-shirts so my point with that is that some influencers that you see, like five hundred thousand followers, million followers, whatever, um, sometimes these audiences are fake, and there's a lot of like fake accounts that follow these people, and they're not really influencing anything. Like I said, 20 twenty t-shirts, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, is not very. It's not a lot, and this brand probably paid her a lot of money to endorse their products and to really, you know, promote the sale of their t-shirts and it didn't really pay off. So, and I use kind of this analogy with Drake, if you know Drake, the, uh, like the singer, the rapper, Drake. Um, I, in my opinion, he is a real influencer because his past songs, like in the past, like it's just been such like a, a cultural like, movement. Like some of his songs have had like a, a cultural influence on people. And that's a real influencer. Like Drake, he influences the way we, the way we talk the way we dance, the way we sing, the way we you know interact with people, um, just really through his music. And so, in my opinion, that's a that's a true influencer. And there's a lot of other examples of true influencers. You know, Donald Trump, you could say, is a true influencer. President Biden. I mean, all the people in the highest positions of you know government and you know just social status. A lot of them are real influencers. Like Elon Musk is a real influencer. He influences you know, one tweet, he just tweets something, and then he influences the, the stock price of his companies, uh, which is pretty crazy to think about. Um, so Elon Musk would be considered a true influencer as well. So just a couple stats about influencer marketing and kind of where we might be headed with influencer marketing. So um, this is most recent data that brands spent over $16 billion in influencer marketing campaigns in 2022. Um, so just think of that, $16 billion that's going to the celebrities, you know, that you see on Instagram that are doing the Gymshark or whatever type of clothing brand. Um, that sixteen billion is going to them. Now, my guess, a large percentage of that sixteen billion is going to be spent on like the top of the top influencers, like like the high-profile celebrities that charge like that hundreds of thousands, like the Kardashians. Um, I feel like a lot, the majority of that um, that sixteen billion is probably towards the big players, um, but nonetheless, it just presents some opportunity that you know, even if you're a small influencer, and maybe you're just getting started, well, you can still you know get started and build a following and potentially get involved in influencer marketing down the line. Now, influencer marketing doesn't usually happen overnight. Like you usually don't, unless like some anomaly and you just basically gain a following overnight. Uh, which typically doesn't happen, uh, but, you know, there are some exceptions and some case studies where it does. Um, But if you're like the rest of us, you're going to have to build an audience organically over time. And then as you do build that audience, as you get more followers, as you get, you know, a better audience that of engaged people that want to engage with your content, um, you can start charging more and you can start, you know, charging as an influencer. Um, Back to the statistics about influencer marketing, there was a 465% increase in searches for the phrase influencer marketing on Google since 2016. So with that's saying, like 2016 and on, like before 2016, um, 2016 and on, there's been a large increase in people like searching about influencer marketing and kind of how it works. Um, so that's just a trend that you should keep in mind that a lot of people are starting to search for influencer marketing because they more than likely want to get involved with it. And there was a study Uh, that 90% of the people surveyed, I think there was about 1,000 people surveyed in this study, um, they all, 90% think that influencer marketing is effective in branding. Um, So that's a positive sign that just points towards like the public perception of influencer marketing. And then basically that regular people, they know that it's effective. And then there's also a statistic that 67% of brands use Instagram for influencer marketing Um, I'm not sure if that includes like all brands, but maybe like online brands. I think they surveyed and about 67% use Instagram for their influencer marketing. So we're going to get into the actual like definition. So what is influencer marketing? Well, influencer marketing is basically when a person known as an influencer collaborates with a brand or a company essentially to promote their products or services. So the brand or the company they pay the influencer a sum that's usually negotiated ahead of time. Uh, They pay the influencer whether that, there's actually, we can get into kind of the different pricing models about like for influencers. The one influencer kind of like pricing strategy is just the flat rate. So this is when a a brand or an influencer just promotes, yeah, an influencer just promotes or makes like a single post about a product that um, they're doing like the influencer marketing for. They can just do one post for a flat fee. So for example, say I'm an influencer in the technology space. Um, I have a moderate sized audience and a brand wants to pay me $1,000 for a a sponsored post um, because they did some research and they found that it it should increase their revenue. They should get a return on that investment. So they may pay the influencer $1,000 just for one post. Um, or it could be like a it could be like three posts, or it could be like a month of posts. It really just depends on what's negotiated um, by the the brand and the influencer. Um, but, yeah, so essentially just the the influencer just promotes uh, the the brand and their products and services. So get into some examples of some successful influencer marketing campaigns because there are quite a few and a couple case studies that you may see. Um, that's a really good example of influencer marketing. And I go back to Nike and not just the Michael Jordan Nike example, but like today, um, you know, like all the top like athletes in the world, like a lot of them are endorsed by Nike. So like LeBron James, for example, uh, comes to mind, like he's endorsed by Nike and he's an influencer. Now, you might not really think of LeBron James and this being like influencer marketing, um, but it is a form of influencer marketing and LeBron James is definitely an influencer But again, you wouldn't really think of LeBron James if you're talking about influencers. You know, he's just kind of, you know, the best basketball player to ever ever live. So you wouldn't really think of him as you think of like an influencer like on Instagram. But it is still a form of influencer marketing. And another one, like I mentioned, Gymshark, they do it very well. They have um, like people with like and they have a lot of uh, influencers like kind of promoting their products. And Gymshark uses the model where they typically give like their influencers a code and the influencers can, you know, make a post about Gymshark. And then in the Gymshark post, or sometimes in, you'll see in their Instagram bio, it'll say use code Scott for 15% off or 10% off for just a discount for free, whatever um, they give them the code. So that's another way that you can do, like you can structure your deal. Um, they give you like a coupon code. And then when people use your code, um, they get a discount. And then you also kind of get a kickback for referring them. Um, That's kind of what Gymshark uses. And that's the model that a lot of other online clothing brands and other brands use as well. Now, other examples of successful influencer marketing campaigns um, could be like car dealerships. You'll see like a lot of sometimes like local car dealerships, they'll use like a, a local like basketball player, like, for example, like, uh, like a, a car dealership may use like a player from the Philadelphia 76ers to just kind of like um, be on like a commercial for their brands. Um, so that's one you might see uh, one that comes to mind is with a rapper. His name's young gravy and uh, he did a pizza hut commercial. So that's an example of um, influencer marketing. So this, he's, uh, he's a new rapper relatively new on the scene and uh, he did a pizza Hut commercial. So that's a great example of influencer marketing. So let's get into a little bit about the different types of influencers that there are out in the world, um, because they're not all the same. So at the top of the food chain of influencers, this would be your A-list celebrities, the athletes that are endorsed by brands like Nike, Adidas, you know Reebok. These types of influencers they are kind of at the top and they earn a lot of money through sponsorships. Um, so they would be considered, you know, the celebrities, the A-list, uh, you know, public figures. Um, these are the influencers that kind of set the tone and really have big influence. and then there's the just like the not really you wouldn't consider them a celebrity, but they have like a pretty good f- size following, um especially on like Instagram, for example. so these are influencers they're they're just considered influencers, um uh, but again, I wouldn't consider them celebrities. They have a moderate following, probably somewhere between a hundred thousand and Uh, 500,000, these are like the moderate size influencers. And then there are the micro influencers. So micro influencers is kind of interesting to talk about the micro influencers here, Mm -hmm. but essentially the micro influencers, they have a small audience size, but the micro influencers, sometimes they are actually the most effective because if you have a small audience, um, there's a chance that your small audience is going to be really engaged depending on how you build your audience. Um, they're going to be really engaged with your content. They're going to be like super fans, basically. If you have a small audience, and a small audience can actually be, be very effective to market to, um, because there's a small audience, you can get your, you know, the the brand in front of your small audience. And if they're your super fans, they're probably going to engage. They're probably going to, you know, take this seriously and possibly even buy whatever you're promoting to them. So if you're a micro-influencer, if you don't really have a a large size following just yet, don't be discouraged. Um, Not everyone starts out, you know, with a big following, of course. Everyone starts from zero. And if you're a micro-influencer now, you know, maybe you could work your way up to being, you know, a real influencer with a big following, you know, down the line. It's definitely possible. So let's move on and talk about the role of influencer marketing in the broader digital landscape. And Instagram, we're just going to focus on Instagram because this is where you see a lot of the, uh, the influencer marketing take place. But in my opinion, I honestly don't really like the way that Instagram is going because there was like a scam that came out and it was basically a Gymshark, like uh, wannabe account. It was like a fake account pretending to be Gymshark. And what they did, they basically just um, came out with like a campaign, but it wasn't actually a Gymshark campaign. And they posted something that said like, hey, if you want to be a Gymshark influencer, um, post this on your story and tag like three friends or whatever. And a lot of people that I follow did that. And like, I immediately, I knew that this was a scam and just everyone, not everyone, but a large percentage of my followers they all wanted to be Gymshark influencers, like so bad that they didn't even really research to see if this was legit. And I knew, I could see right away that this was a scam or at least that this was a fake account. Maybe they weren't really scamming anyone, um, but I could see right away that this was you know, a fake account, which a lot of people, and well, my point is is that everyone kind of just wants to be an influencer, in my opinion. Like if you're not an influencer yet, A lot of people with that example, with the Gymshark, the fake Gymshark account, a lot of people just want to be influencers uh, for really not for any good reason. I mean, maybe they just want more eyeballs on them. Maybe they want to make money from it. But a lot of them, again, just like they just want to be influencers, not really for any good reason, um, except for just the attention. And again, I don't really like the way things are going, especially with Instagram, because it's a lot of you know, you see these, you know, the the men that are, you know, built, they have the ripped six pack abs, you know, veins busting out of their um, shirts, basically. And that's what everyone just kind of tries to model. And I don't really like the way it's going. And then it's also on the flip side, you know, with, uh, you know, girls and women, you know, you see a lot of the celebrities posting, you know, um, pictures in bathing suits, and of course, they look great. And this is kind of what everyone really strives to be and strives to kind of, you know, reach that type of point where you're an influencer. And I think it's just not really good. And I don't like the way it's heading, because, again, everyone's just trying to, you know, be that influencer. And I don't think it's really healthy. And then also another thing to keep in mind is that influencer marketing, it may not be effective for certain brands, Um, This depends on like your brand. If you you have a brand and you want to do influencer marketing, um, you should know that it doesn't always work. Even if you spend money and even if you do a lot of research, you know, into the influencers audience, uh, there's a chance still that it doesn't it's not going to work. It's not going to get you a return on your investment. Um, So there's no guarantee with influencer marketing. And we're going to move on and go over the benefits of influencer marketing because I kind of just gave you some of the downsides and why I don't really like influencer marketing. Uh, But you can't deny that there are still a lot of benefits to it. So first is increased brand awareness. This kind of just goes, it's kind of an obvious one. Um, If you're doing influencer marketing, you're getting an influencer to uh, basically endorse your products. Um, Obviously, this is going to increase brand awareness, me, and people are going to know Um, They're just going to know about your brand because you're just getting it in front of more eyeballs. Now, brand awareness, um, it's good and it's necessary, um, but it doesn't always, again, translate into, um, you know, that return on investment. Just because more people are aware of your brand doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to buy from you um, or engage with any of your content. So just something to keep in mind that although it will increase brand awareness, um, it's not always the brand awareness that you're looking for. Um, Next, it does give you higher engagement on your social media posts. Uh, So if you do have like an influencer, a successful influencer campaign, uh, more people are going to engage with that post or the posts that the influencer makes, then more people are also going to um, go to your profile naturally. And they're also probably going to engage with your content, whether that's liking, you know, commenting, tagging people, Um, just you'll get higher engagement typically with influencer marketing. Now, you also get more, uh, you know, get like greater reach and access to new audiences because when you do an influencer marketing campaign, um, yeah, essentially you're getting in front of more eyeballs and you're tapping into the influencer's audience. So if you have a product that the audience of the, the influencer really like resonates with and like it's, it's right up their alley, then you can really stand to get a re- good return on that investment. Now, influencer marketing is also great for improving your credibility and your trust with other customers, because if customers kind of see that that brand awareness, like I said earlier, um, it just establishes that credibility because they've seen you, um, they've seen your brand before. They they are they know what you're about, and it just kind of yeah generates more trust with your customers. So even Uh, Moving on, that you get increased conversions and sales. So it goes without saying, if you run a successful um, influencer marketing campaign, ideally you will get conversions and sales. Now let's move on and go over the drawbacks, because I went over some of the drawbacks previously. I just went over the benefits. Well, what are some more of the drawbacks? Well, the first drawback is that there is some difficulty in measuring the return on your investment um, if you're the brand. So basically the return on your investment, say you spend a thousand dollars with an influencer, regardless of what your terms are, say you just spend thousand um, dollars, getting an influencer to promote, promote whatever your product or service is. Um, the goal of the marketing is to get a return on that thousand dollars, the return on investment, the ROI. And it's sometimes difficult to actually measure the ROI because uh, unless you have access to like the influencers, you know, Instagram analytics, Um, or you give like the coupon code type um, arrangement, Um, there's not really all that many other ways to measure like directly from your influencer marketing, um, unless it's like a certain type of campaign where it's like, use this code to buy t-shirts or click this link and you can track that. But some of the influencer marketing, like advertisements, whether it's on like a podcast, uh, some of them are difficult to kind of measure their return on investment. And it's, it's unclear sometimes what business was, uh, you know, generated from the influencer. And if any, sometimes there might not be any to measure. Um, there also is a risk of negative publicity if an Instagram influencer behaves inappropriately. Um, so say you're, you decide to sponsor, you know, an Instagram influencer. And say you do it for like a long-term period. Say you sign like a three-month or six-month contract. Um, If you're in that contract and the influencer does something, you know, maybe there's a scandal um, or they do something that's just uh, like it, it reflects on them negatively and you're endorsing them. Uh, well, you know, that could be a problem and that could be, um, yeah, like something that you should consider um, because you don't want that to look negative on your brand as well. Um, because this does happen, especially in the fitness industry, um, you know, when there just stuff happens where people, you know, they come out, whether they've lied about something typically around like taking steroids or something like that in the fitness industry, um, like if they come out or, you know, something was found that they did something in the past, maybe they used like a racial slur and then it was just like, it just got brought up, whatever the case may be, I don't have to keep listing examples, but if the influencer does something again, negative and you're endorsing them, um, a lot of like the contracts that brands use with influencers, there's like a clause in it where it says like, if you do something, we have the right to basically cancel the agreement. So you just have to be careful, especially if you're a brand, um, if you want to, yeah, kind of uh, take that risk when you're kind of betting on an influencer like that. So there's also challenges in finding the right influencers and negotiating the partnerships. Um, so again, it takes a lot of, you. well, at least you should do some research into Um, whether or not it makes sense to use an influencer if they have the right audience for your uh, particular product. Uh, One example of this is called, it's called the bang energy drinks. It's just like an energy drink that really kind of blew up. And I saw that this bang, they were like advertising with like not even like fitness people, just kind of like uh, mostly like women, like kind of like Instagram models. And I just kind of thought this was odd because I didn't really see the audience of these Instagram models um, really being, um, I guess you could say like people that would, you know, buy the bang energy drink, at least this is what I thought, but I guess, uh, you know, they, they probably know what they're doing more than I do. And I'm sure they've done a lot of research because they continue to advertise. Um, so they're probably getting a return on investment, but I just noticed that. And, uh, it just made me think, and I wanted to kind of explore, you know, whether or not this bang energy, if they're targeting the right audience, I just thought it was interesting. So, Finding the right influencers and negotiating the partnerships can also be difficult, especially if you've never done it before, uh, the negotiating part, because you don't really have an idea of what the going rate for influencers is, and it depends on their following. And it depends on a lot of things. It depends on the engagement that they get for every post. So just a lot to consider, and there are some challenges in doing that. Now, the last drawback, and it's a pretty important one, is that it costs a lot of money, especially like to get in front of like the audience of like high profile influencers and celebrities um, that have like millions of followers and like a dedicated audience. A lot of these people, they have like management companies, so they don't have to really do anything um, as far as like negotiating deals. So their management company, like for the high profile celebrities, um, they have a management company that handles like all the bookings and all the inquiries and stuff like that. And the, yeah, the, Um, The high profile ones, you know, you can expect several thousand per post, um, maybe even close to $10,000 per post. Now, I mean, if you're going after like the Kardashians, um, they're going to be like a quarter million dollars a post. Um, I think I did hear that they do generally charge like a a quarter of a million, 250,000 just for like one post. And it could be even more today. So there's something to keep in mind that, you know, if you do it just like once, if you advertise once with an influencer, and you don't really get that ROI, like it's kinda, you you don't really just wanna do it once, find out that, you know, it doesn't really work and then, you know, you just kind of stop and then you just waste that money. You really do need to do a lot of research before you really decide on an influencer. And you probably won't wanna go with the high profile, you know, public figures to start at least. Um, You might wanna target the Instagram influencers with lower amount of following because it won't be as heavy on your wallet and you can kind of just test the waters to see what works now let's move on how about like successfully implementing influencer marketing campaigns well the first thing you want to do is identify the right influencers for your brand and your goals so this does depend on the instagram influencers audience and who's going to really see your advertisements because if no one really sees your advertisements or their audience is too small Um, or it's just the wrong audience, you're targeting the wrong audience, Um, this is going to be a waste of marketing dollars, uh, which could be spent somewhere else. So you need to, excuse me, uh, you need to find out who's going to be seeing your ads and make sure that the influencers align with your values and what you stand for. Because if you're running a brand or like a company and you're looking into doing influencer marketing, you want to make sure that the influencers uh, that you choose to promote your products, you want to make sure that Um, you know, that you align with your values, like I said, because if you don't and you discover that later and you see something that you're not really happy with and you're in the middle of an influencer marketing campaign, this could present an issue. You need to do your research beforehand and really nail down the type of influencer you're looking for and the type of audience that you want to target. So you should also identify at least, I'd say, 10 influencers that you want to advertise for your brand. You're actively looking to bring on an influencer, like you're ready to do it, I would identify at least 10 that you want to ideally endorse your brand um, because a good amount probably won't respond. Um, Some of them will just decline because if you're just getting started or maybe you're not a well-known brand just yet, they may actually just decline you right away because they only wanna work with like reputable brands that have been established and have been successful for quite some time. So if you reach out to an influencer and they see that you're just starting and you don't really have an audience just yet, they're pro- they are might just deny you right away. Instead of just taking your money, they may just say no. Um, you also want to develop a strong influencer partnership agreement. So the agreement is key and you want to make sure whether you're a brand or an influencer, um, you probably will want to have a legal professional look over the agreement uh, on both sides just because you don't want to get screwed And you want to understand, especially if you're an influencer and a brand, like both ways, you want to understand exactly what the agreement entails, um, because not all agreements are valid, not all agreements are fair. Um, There's a lot of verbiage that is used on like contracts that like me, myself, I I don't, I don't know what a lot of these legal terms mean. So I would want someone to look this over to make sure I'm not getting anything, you know, into anything that I'm going to regret. So just something to keep in mind about the partnership agreement. Um, you may want to put a clause in where you test out the influencer before diving in with like a long-term agreement. Um, because if you are if you test it out with the influencer and you see that you're not getting a return on your investment, um, you probably won't want to continue to do business with them. So moving on, you actually also want to provide clear guidelines to your influencers for the content creation. There's a variety of different ways you can you know, promote your product or service through it, in, uh, influencer marketing. Um, but it generally will be, you know, you give the, the influencer creative freedom, especially on Instagram. Um, like maybe they'll make a video about your product or maybe just like a social media post, um, just like a photo about your products. Um, so you just want to provide them with clear guidelines. Um, definitely an SOP, which is a standard operating procedure. You wanna give a thorough outline for what you want the influencer to do, what you want them to say. And you just wanna be crystal clear so there's no misunderstandings. And you don't wanna to have to go back to the influencer and say like, hey, redo this. I don't like what you said here or here. Uh, you definitely don't want to, you, know, you wanna minimize that um, happening. You also want to measure and analyze the campaign performance. And I know I mentioned before in this article that it can be difficult to measure that campaign performance. Um, But with all the metrics you have, you definitely want to try to measure the performance at least. Um, Just have some type of way that you can maybe track if the revenue is increasing. Um, Like I say, with those coupon codes, that's a good way to do it. Um, But you will need a way to see if your campaigns are actually generating any results. Um, Yeah, again, this can be difficult, especially for online brands. Um, But there are ways around this. And you should be able to, you know, measure your campaign performance relatively effectively. Now, you also want to nurture the ongoing relationships with the influencers because you want to make sure that they are happy and that they want to continue to endorse your brand. And because unless like your agreement says otherwise, the influencers can basically just stop working with you whenever they want. And so you want to continue to nurture those relationships um, if you do notice that the influencer is getting, you know, good results for you and you are getting a return on investment, um, you know, it's not uncommon for brands to in- increase like the percentage that the um, the influencer can keep. So, for example, say like Gymshark, they just started their influencer campaign and they found a bodybuilder to endorse their products. Um, maybe if they give them the coupon code, the influencer gets to keep 5% of the order. But if the influencer it continues to bring in like consistent business. It is possible that the brand will want to increase the amount that they get to keep. So they, they continue to promote their products. Um, They're happy with the brand and it's just a good idea to nurture those relationships with your influencers. Um, So we're going to get into a little bit about the best practices for influencer marketing campaigns. So it all starts with choosing the right platform and choosing the right influencer. So, but we're going to start with the platform So again, you have to look at what your brand is, what you're trying to accomplish with your influencer marketing, and then you have to choose the right platform for your campaign because not every platform is going to do well for you. Um, Believe it or not, like some campaigns might do better on LinkedIn than they might do on Twitter than they might do on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, whatever it might be, whatever platform um, you're considering. Choosing the right platform for your business is essential. Now you do see the majority of influencer marketing on Instagram but there are other viable you know methods to doing influencer marketing especially on YouTube. Um YouTube it isn't as common just because well no that's not true. It is very common among like the established YouTubers but there's just less established people on YouTube than there are Instagram in my opinion. Um I could be wrong about that but I'd say like there are more people with like followings on Instagram then there are more people than there are with people like with big followings on YouTube. But like the big YouTubers, they do a lot of influencer marketing, but like the smaller ones that really don't have the sponsors, um, they're not gonna be really be doing the influencer marketing campaigns. So I guess where I'm going with this and what my point is, is that you should probably focus on Instagram depending on what your uh, product or service is. But Instagram tends to be a good one to get started with. Then you also wanna set realistic goals and objectives because if you want the influencer, Especially if they have a small audience and you want them to basically like triple your sales or something like that. Um, that's not going to be realistic, especially if you're just getting started. So you just have to be realistic about the objectives that you want to achieve with your campaign and the goals as well. And you also want to create the content that resonates with your target audience because you're going to create content for this influencer to promote. Um, but if they're not, if it's not really resonating with your target audience, then this the campaign's not going to be successful. So Make sure when you're giving the influencer the guidelines on the content to create, um, just make sure that the content resonates with your target audience. Then another concern and best practice, you want to be authentic and you want to be transparent in your influencer partnerships. Um, so you never want to like deceive any of your target audience or the audience of the influencer. Um, sometimes the brands, they do require like a hashtag that says ad to like let people know that it is an ad. And i think uh, instagram also has a feature where you can say that this is a paid partnership Um, so you just want to be authentic transparent let people know if it's required that you this is like a promotion um, because there are i believe some laws around that so you just want to make sure that you're not you know breaking any laws or anything like that and then lastly you just want to keep up with the trends and the changes in the influencer marketing landscape because Um, A lot does change, a lot, you know, does happen, and a lot over time it does change, especially in the Instagram and online world and the influencer marketing world. So just keeping up with the trends, the latest, um, like, features of platforms like Instagram, whenever they release, like, a new feature, um, this is kind of, they want you to use those new features uh, for a variety of different reasons, but just be up to date on the trends, on the changes in the influencer marketing landscape. Well, that's it, everyone. Thanks again for tuning into the Marketing Edge podcast. If you haven't yet, please click that click that link tree link. It's the first link down below. It's going to take you to my free trainings. Sign up for the free trainings. It's going to provide a lot of value, especially if you're looking to grow a following on Instagram. Um, so click that link tree. It will take you to the Instagram, the SEO, and the ChatGPT trainings. Uh, totally free trainings. Sign up for the trainings. Get the value out of it. Um, let me know what you think. Send me a message. Send me an email. Type in my name, Scott Leventon, on any platform, and you should be able to find me pretty quickly. So thanks again, everyone. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we will see you in the next episode.